begins now. And it begins with an exciting announcement. Now, you know that I used to cover the Bucks After Packers season would end, and Ray Allen would tease me, Oh, Packers must be done. Wildy's here. Yeah, it's true. That's when I would pick it up, which was good. That's some playoff runs, some really exciting games to cover, that 2001 team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm still on the distribution list for the PR department. So I'm always getting emails. Well, today, in my inbox, Eric Kolbeck shows up with this announcement. Milwaukee Bucks and Good Karma Brands launch first five podcasts of Bucks Plus Audio. So the Bucks BPA. BPA. Uh, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first-of-its-kind audio platform. And I say, hey, I know those Good Karma Brands, folks. I work there. Ha! That's <laughs> crazy. What a coinkydink, huh? Uh, and so let me just tell you a little bit about what we've got going on, and then we're going to bring in our friend Jen Latta to talk about what I think she is the best in the business at. Do you think she she looks at, if if she's comparing, and I know this these are big shoes, Barbara or Oprah? Because you watch her game day stuff, and it'll get you teared up. Yeah. Like, her stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Her jump around one is the best. She got the Emmy, and I'm hoping Eric Weissen and my old boy got uh, an Emmy along. I don't know if he's he got one. surprisingly absent from that piece. Uh, do you think she would compare herself more to Oprah or Barbara? I don't know. You can ask her after I get done telling you about all the cool stuff that we have on Bucks Plus. Would that be all right? Who's career? I think Oprah. I think I'm picking Oprah. All right, you're just ignoring me. So here are all the cool things we've got going on on Bucks Plus. We've got Behind the Bucks presented by Gallagher. And Jen's going to tell us a little bit about the first two episodes that are available now. Part three is going to come out tomorrow. Part four is going to come out on Thursday. But uh, she'll tell you more about the conversations that she had. And then we'll talk about that. Phanalysis, which I think is a very clever title for the Thanasis Antetokounmpo podcast, where he has a weekly guest to talk about goals and motivation and achievements um the first episode with dame time as you like to do dame times dollar dame yep came out last thursday uh the here district which is going to be a weekly show hosted by marcus johnson one of my all-time favorite bucks and his son chris that's launching soon Bucks and six. If you miss a single Bucks game, you can find six-minute recaps in your podcast feed shortly after the game ends. Greg Matzik brings you the highlights, post-game insights, and more. Although we've got a special all-star edition of Bucks and Six hosted by Gabe Neitzel, which is now available, and courtside with Gail Clapper, which brings you unparalleled access to Bucks players, coaches, and the front office. The most recent episode with John Horst came out last Thursday. But let's talk to Jen Latta about her behind the Bucks interviews and her storytelling and ask her if she considers herself more of an Oprah Winfrey or a Barbara Walters, which I believe is your question. It is, yep. Jennifer, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I am headed to the four-year-old school to pick her up from her half day, so this is perfect timing. Excited to chat with you guys. Uh, Tausch has a question for you before we discuss Bucks Plus. All right, Jen. So we love your features that you do on college game day. You get people teared up. 
Are you if you had to look and you've had role models that you've looked at, Oprah or Barbara? Who do you who would you say you're more I guess if you were crafting it, who would you say you're more similar to? That's a really interesting question. I took a interview course at ESPN years ago when I was first getting started there and kind of trying to find my way. Um, and uh, John Swatsky was the name of the gentleman who mm-hmm. did the interview course. And he would crush Barbara Walters for her question and her interview skills because she asked a lot of yes, no questions. Mm-hmm. She would insert information into the question, kind of leading questions. Mm-hmm. And so in that interview um, seminar that I took, he was saying, don't be like Barbara Walters, which is crazy because she had such an incredible career. But he was saying simply from an interview question standpoint, if the goal is to get the interviewee to answer, you know, the best, best way, do not do what Barbara Walters did. So I got to go with Oprah by okay. default, dude. Like- All right. <laughs> That's good. What did, uh, Jen, what did Schlotsky have to say about, uh, like, Wildy's line of question where you go three, four minutes and the interviewee is looking at it like, oh, boy, when is he going to get to the question? What, what would Schlotsky have to say about that? <laughs> Schlotsky. Like Love is deli. Delis. Yeah, good <laughs> sandwiches. The interview seminar didn't work out for him too well, so he had to go the uh, the uh, meats route uh, way. No, uh, I I don't know. I think that that works for Jason. I think Jason is sure. always very um, conscious of putting all of the information out there so that someone can't attach themselves to that information. Um, basically, it's like we know all of these things, and here are all of the caveats. So I'm not giving you an easy out or an exit ramp because I don't want you to address those things, right? Human nature is to take the path of least resistance, especially in answering questions. And I think Jason does a really good job of sort of taking away those alleys so that people can't just escape. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, By the way, the difference between uh, the TV interviews that you reference and what I do is I don't the idea of my questions are not meant to be broadcast. I understand the Packers post the live video of our press conferences, but I only want the answers. It's all digi, baby. I only want the answers. When Jen is doing like the piece she did on the former Oregon player who died, I, that made me cry. The uh, jump around didn't make me cry necessarily, but it was fascinating and it was really cool. And I was glad she didn't put you in it at all. Uh, it was really well done, but she actually, they show her asking the question in some of these interviews. And so they need to be good. Because that's part of the equation. Speaking of you asking questions, tell us about what you've got going on with Behind the Bucks and the interviews and the storytelling you've been doing for that portion of Bucks Plus. So we're doing Behind the Bucks. It's presented by Gallagher. And we dropped the first two episodes of that today. And that is in conjunction with, it's kind of an accompaniment piece to Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, which is a documentary that was released on Prime Video yesterday, which is super exciting. It's a full-length feature documentary. And it happened to be directed and produced by one of my very good friends from ESPN, Kristen Lapis. She's a superstar in the space. The first interview, or the first story I ever did, rather, on game day was with Kristen. She really taught me the ropes. She explained to me how to know 
what follows the thread of a story and what deviates from it and how you can get super attached to certain elements of a story or a certain answer by somebody. But if it doesn't further along the piece, it has to end up on the cutting room floor and you know, just kind of like how judicious you have to be with that process. So her and I have been friends for about eight years. Her career has just skyrocketed. She works for Words and Pictures and she got very close with the Antetokounmpo family, which is no small task, by the way. Jason, you know how hard it can be to develop a rapport with these athletes. Then there, you have the superstar athletes who are in their own galaxy, and there might be a bit of a distrust or a mistrust element mm-hmm. in there. And so mm-hmm. Kristen did a remarkable job of gaining Giannis's trust, gaining the trust of his family. She's a Greek-American, so it was like very... Um, connected to her roots as well. And her father is Steve Lapis, who a lot of people know from college basketball. He's an analyst, but he's a longtime college basketball coach. Mm-hmm. So this is really the marriage for her of two very significant loves of hers, her Greek-American heritage and her love of basketball. So she worked for two years with Giannis and his family traveling back and forth to Greece. You know, she's a mom of two, so she was very pregnant this last time when she was doing uh, a lot of her interviews here in Milwaukee. And so it's just the first pod that we did was just kind of how she got the story, what attracted her to the story, the art of storytelling, um, how she got Giannis to talk about how he almost walked away from basketball very recently. And I'll let you watch the documentary or listen to the podcast to understand why he was in that position. But just a really interesting conversation about what it takes to make a full-length feature documentary on someone's life, someone who people know a lot about. And, and the challenge to still unearth new information. And um, I hope people are excited about that. And then secondly, we talked to Connor Shell, who happens to be Kristen's boss. He is the CEO of Words and Pictures. He was at ESPN for a very long time, was my immediate boss for a stretch, before he decided he didn't want to deal with the ins and outs and the day-to-day operation of running a television network. He wanted to make movies. And he did an exceptional job of that when he was at ESPN. He produced The Last Dance. OJ made in America. He was responsible for 30 for 30. So if you're at all interested in storytelling in that space, he's the guy who was responsible Mm -hmm. for all of that. And so he is putting incredible content out into the space. And Giannis, the marvelous journey is just the latest. Yeah. uh, We all talk about the last dance, obviously. And Sydney and I watched that together during the pandemic and she loved it. And she learned some new words that she'd only heard Polly use on occasion and not heard me use. But the OJ made in America is unbelievably good too. Obviously it's a much heavier subject matter, but wow, that, the level of quality that those two then must be bringing to the Giannis documentary is outstanding. So you talked with both of them for parts one and two of Behind the Bucks? That's correct. And now what do we have coming up for parts three and part four, with part three coming out on Wednesday and part four coming out on Thursday? Yeah, part three is a deeper dive into Giannis's first six months in Milwaukee. I mean, you'd heard stories of, you know, some of the challenges he was facing, how he was sending all of his money back to his family in Greece, and how every day he was knocking on the Buck Brass's door saying, when is my family going to be here? So the documentary did a really good job of, of diving into that as well and just talking about how it really was so excruciating for Giannis to be here in the United States. You know, as lovely and welcoming as the Milwaukee people are, you know, he, he missed the people he had grown up with, who he lived with. And so 
Um, it kind of talks about that stretch. And then the part four, we sit down with Thanasis Antetokounmpo, um, and he reacts. He's watching the documentary and reacting to parts where they're talking about their childhood, they're talking about their upbringing. You know, this was brought to the forefront uh, again when Giannis showed his shoes that he wore in the All-Star game, which were, you know, the Thanasis Thanks for Sharing, a story that is well known about the boys sharing shoes when they would work out and play basketball because they could only afford one pair of shoes. Well, we're super excited about Bucks Plus, which has now been launched and more parts are going to. I am curious, though, because I took a lot of grief on this show. And I am going to watch the documentary on Prime. Um, luckily, it's not on Peacock. Um, but I took a lot of grief. Did you watch the Disney acted story it's not a documentary it's a dramatic interpretation of Giannis's uh journey and did you like it because I liked it and I was roundly criticized on this program by my compatriots yes it's called rise and yes it is the the, it's a disneyfied version of Giannis's story so I think we, we have to go into every sort of movie like that knowing that there are going to be Disney elements to it, right? There's going to be Mm -hmm. some uh, exaggeration of certain situations. And we obviously can never do that in the feature space. You know, that's obviously that would go against all of our journalistic integrity. But if you go into it recognizing that some of it is going to be um, embellished, um, I think it was wonderful. I think it was aimed for a younger audience. You know, my girls are six and four, maybe still a little bit older aged kids. But mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. I, I, I also enjoyed it, but I knew what it was. Um, there's a movie on Disney Plus as well. You've probably seen it, uh, Jason, called Safety. And it was the story of mm-hmm. a Johnson, I think, I think he was a defensive back, who yep. had to take in his younger brother. And, and that story we had told on game day years ago, not myself, but other reporters. And so it was very similar to that. But certainly there were variances. Certainly there were some fabricated, you know, interactions and whatnot just to kind of drive some of the points home. Um, But that's why I love what I do so much is because we get to take the real stories and talk to the real people and their families. And then, you know, sometimes you don't need to fictionalize things because what has actually occurred is just so incredible and fascinating and inspiring. Yeah, Yeah, I love safety. Uh, Safety was great. terrific. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think Rise was great. Well, I was... I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed that they didn't inject some sort of uh, wacky sidekick like Mushu or Olaf, Timon and Pumbaa, because that's really what I'm looking for from a Disney film, where the, yeah. the wisecracking that maybe sidekick. Uh, that maybe would have uh, freshened it up. Jen, so with the time that you've spent and the hours that you put into this, what did you, is there anything that you learned, without giving anything away, so people will go and, and listen or watch, Anything you learned about Giannis that was like, whoa? I mean, I think most people were unaware that he seriously considered walking away from basketball within the last few years. Um, You know, and if you follow the timeline, again, not to get too into the story, I don't want to ruin it for those who want to watch the documentary, but that was shortly after his father had passed away suddenly. And that element of the story, having gone through something similar myself in the last few years where my dad passed away suddenly, I was very conscious, guys, of needing to manage my grief and not think that I could just go on and do the things I was doing at a high level and that something wouldn't suffer. And it's interesting how, and some of it is cultural and some of it is gender specific, um, you know, men versus women and how we manage emotions at times. But um, Giannis goes pretty deep into his need to 
uh, one, acknowledge the grief, and then two, figure out how he was going to navigate the rest of his life with this loss. And so that was really powerful. As somebody who is kind of like uh, in the mental health space and always kind of promoting these stories of how important it is to pay attention to your mental health, uh, Giannis became quite an advocate for that in this story. So that was the thing I walked away from um, where I was most touched by the story. Jen, thanks for your insights. I'll talk to you later this week on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy when we should power rank Disney sidekicks. I feel like I didn't give enough love uh, to Raja and Sebastian. And I kind of miss Zazu. Jen's list, too. Jen used to throw out those lists all the time. I was always intrigued <laughs> by those. And sometimes I'll text her, like, what do you think of this? And uh, I think we, now that the offseason's hit. Yes, very good point. I appreciate you reminding me of that. Uh, Jason, very quickly, did you see the new Disney movie, Wish, yet? I have not. So there's a new sidekick, Valentino. By the way, it's voiced by Alan Tudyk or Tudyk, and he does all of the voices. Like, if you were to Google him, you would be a, you'd be blown away by how many voices in Disney movies or in other films. Oh, you know who he is? He's Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. That's the actor. And he's oh. a voice guy. And, uh, he, so, he's, oh so he's got a lot in common with Tausch. <laughs> and he does the voice of the sidekick in the new movie Wish, and he's very funny. Like, there's a line me and my girls always say to each other, which is, my butt found it, which is from the film. <laughs> there you All go. Right, without context, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. All right, see you guys. Uh, that is our friend Jen Latta. Uh, telling us more about Bucks Plus, which has launched. You can find all the information. Uh, Jesse, you just go to nba.com slash Bucks slash plus, and you'll find everything you need, right? Yep, it's even easier than that. Bucks.com slash plus. That's the easiest way to find all the material. Is plus spelled, or is it just P-L- plus? P-L-U-S, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a four-letter word. It's actually an acronym. For what? I don't know. <laughs> you can't say that and then not do it. I wasn't prepared. I just wanted to make. How the about joke. that, Barbara? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Huh? I don't want to. I'm not going to bring any more Barbara up. I was just going to ask: Is that should we pull? Was she overrated? I'm no, not going to get down there. We're, no, we're not, we're not. I know. You know who's not overrated? I do. Gina Bella. Pella windows Great and doors. Great deal at Pella windows and doors going on right now. You got a couple days left. Three or four days. Outstanding deal. Zero percent interest for sixty months. You have until February 23rd. No down payment, no interest, no payments for up to 18 months as well. Imagine having those beautiful Pella windows and doors installed, but not having to make a single payment on them for a year and a half. Take advantage because this deal at Pella only lasts until Feb 23. Pella's expert team installs year-round, and they will customize your new window or door to match your home's unique decor. Visit PellaWI.com today to learn more. The more or less... Projection for Tausch telling us about prize picks at some point in the next segment is 0.5. I'm taking the more. We'll talk about a little bit more of that next. It's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. I'm with us talking about Bucks Plus, which is launched. Go to bucks.com slash plus to find out more. Speaking of the Bucks, and I will admit that my brain is now focused on uh, the myriad of sidekicks that have been in Disney films. 
I don't know much about Disney films. I've learned. I was just listening to you two jabber there, and Iago, the mm. parrot that is voiced by uh, if we Gilbert did trivia, Godfrey. And I had to do like song titles, albums, and Disney. I would get lead finished. singer of the Killers. I'd finish dead last. Hmm. But if we did potpourri or history oh, or potpourri geography, might have some of those uh, in its category. Typically doesn't. Kind of risky for you. Yeah, it typically doesn't. Timon and Pumbaa got a spinoff movie. I think they're the gold now that's standard. Lion King. Yes. Okay. No, I think the 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 OG is probably Jiminy Cricket, right? I'm thinking about making a, and this wouldn't be a Disney film. I'm thinking with the with this little walk that. Eleanor and I did on Sunday with the crane from the drone. The geese. Like, uh, uh. I think we should do a horror movie about like geese. Like, I, there's something there. There is something I, they, there. They kind of did that. What's it called? The birds. The birds. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, you your, your guy, yeah. Hitchcock's a big good. Hitchcock fan. Yeah. You really what not if, know about the birds? I, I forget stuff. Uh, you know what I think would be a fun little deal is a Wildey and Tausch murder mystery party. Don't you think that'd be fun? Uh, can we? Can we? Can we? Can we uh, have the cribbage about? tournament or no, the no, 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 no. tournament doing, or the I, Hall of Fame induction? Here's the deal. The, I want to do some Wildey chefing. Fa- uh, we're going to do, do a murder mystery party. No, we're not. No, we are. No, we're not. I'm in. I, I know you. It's I, fun. I've wanted to do one Murder for a while. mystery parties are super fun. Like, I love them. Is it like Clue? Kind of. Was you it get, like... Everybody gets a character Diane card. Diane Tauscher in the kitchen with a cleaver? She'd make some... She'd damage some people with that cleaver now. <laughs> Could we make the inaugural Wildean Tausch Hall of Fame induction ceremony a also mystery a murder party. mystery? You tell me a murder <laughs> mystery. And the, first, and the first inductee is tragically murdered <laughs> Yeah, he or she can you guys enter laugh. the hall. You guys laugh. That's a fantastic idea. Now, obviously, it's all make-believe, but yes, I, I think that there's something there. Is it? I would be more prone to watch Wildy's the... Gonna, I got a hunch Wildy's going to be the victim in this whole thing. I, would... I feel very confident <laughs> that that's the case. And then we have to figure out how it happened. Lenny Briscoe style. Yeah, And I'm going to haunt you from the grave. All right. Uh, because we did talk a little bucks, Tausch sent this uh, interesting take uh, from J.J. Reddick. We got the audio? <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I actually looked is the sad part. J.J. Uh, Reddick on first take on Doc Rivers. I've seen the trend for years. The trend is always making excuses. Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of a season is hard. It's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. There's never accountability with that guy. Oh, that doesn't sound great. Now, is he right? I Look, I, I'm not Justin Garcia. I'm not Eric Name. I don't know. Well, I can help you because I do know the Bucks. All right, and help I me. Know, uh, Doc Rivers, I'm going to be perfectly blunt with you all. I didn't love the hire. Now, J.J. Redick played for him, He right? played with him for the Clip Show, and the Clippers had some of the best teams. They had Lob City and Chris Paul and, you know, J.J. They had a squad. Couldn't get it done. Celtics, he got it done once. I think Doc Rivers has been renowned as a really good coach. It's the Aaron Rodgers of, Col- of Philadelphia coach. 76ers, no go. Like, it's been, uh, I think, and obviously him and J.J. Redick have some beef. 
So mm. always take that into account with yes, what's going indeed. on. But so far, it hadn't been great. Now, are there there's some big issues here. It's whether or not you're athletic enough to defend and all the stuff that I think everybody is worried about from a Bucks fan standpoint. But Doc Rivers, I think his resume is good from a regular season standpoint. For the last four years, none of us have cared about the Bucks' regular season stuff. Correct. Really, since they lost to Toronto uh, in was that 2019 when they had the they were in the number one seed mm-hmm. and then they lost four in a row and ba ba ba. Ever since then, it's been you know the whole wake me in March. It's wake me when the playoffs start. That's what it is. And Doc, can he make the adjustments and help this team win? The track records say he he is not going to. That's what the track record says. It is. Does that mean it's going to happen? And you always, I always take at least note when former players, especially players that were critical cogs, make statements like that on a national platform mm-hmm. with that coach when mm-hmm. they have. He's the lead analyst for ESPN. Now he with just Doris replaced Burke. Doc Rivers in the booth, so he should be happy. He probably got his pay bumped a bunch. He's much better, and he is basically saying he's an excuse maker. Yeah, no, he's 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 not basically. Uh, he's saying it. I don't think any Bucks fans can love that. I don't think he can. Is JJ Redick a former Buck? Was he a Buck for a little I think while? He was traded, and they didn't want to play here. And he was here for a hot minute. He's got a good pod. Got a good pod. Uh, all right, so if this was the Packers and they had fired a championship-winning coach mm-hmm. and then hired an inexperienced coach who then they fired subsequently and then brought a guy who had won a lot of regular season games and won NBA title out of the television booth to then coach the team at midseason. Yeah. We'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um we would be we would be spending a lot of time talking about this. Uh, no, we'd on this be, program. We'd be talking about the structure, ownership. There'd be a lot of questions that would be being asked. And the beautiful part of this is none of this matters. Like all of the these conversations and all of the stuff, it can all be righted if Dalla Dame gets hot and is playing at the level that he needs to play at, which is he needs to be a star of stars. He can't just be a nice player. he got to be a dog. Because you know what you're going to get with Giannis. Nobody's questioning that. Chris Middleton's gotten old, no doubt. Uh-huh. And this team needs Dalla to be big time. And if he's not, they're not going anywhere. They're not. And Doc Rivers can say all that stuff. You don't win and get to the finals. Ugh. And then you have to try and revamp and do some things. And you're going to be very limited with what you can do from a salary cap standpoint and from a fact you don't have many draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's where the Bucks are at. Mm-hmm. I love the boldness. I love that. But when you're dealing with it, it's really difficult when you don't have consistency from the top. And when you don't have that, it makes everything on the floor that much more difficult. Hopefully Doc can solidify it. Mm-hmm. The schedule's tough. There's a long road to haul here for this group with Doc Rivers taking over. Uh, but whether they win or whether they lose, you can still play their guys in prize picks. Oh, indeed you can, and I've already told you about the – You got now you can go ahead and look on the prize picks app 
And you can see there's some second half, which now I did find. Joker's got 27 games. Jason, they, they weren't down to 15. That's on me. Uh, but there are all these fun little projections of what's going to happen the rest of that season. And for me, it's golf season. you got the Masters coming up. you got all these fun events that you can jump into on Price Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. And it is easy. Download the Price Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code WI. And when you do that, you put 100 in, Prize Picks matches and gives you another 100 to play with. Again, prizepicks.com or download the app and use that promo code WI to get started today. Whoa, Nelly is next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. What does Jesse have up his sleeve for Woe Nelly? Let's all find out together. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just the other morning I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the crimson tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Woe Nelly on Wildey and Tausch. So while we're talking bucks, I did want to play a clip for you. You know I can't stop thinking about murder mystery, right? He's he spent the entire commercial break trying to plan a murder mystery party, yeah. and so like, just yeah. just take a minute. Uh, it's tough. Sleep, I get a great sleep, idea. Do you ever sleep on anything? I don't like that. It, time kills ideas, Jesse, or it helps develop them. What is what is uh? What does Owen Wilson say in Wedding Crashers? Wow. I'm an idea man. I thrive on enthusiasm. Tausch needs That's our enthusiasm. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn said that. And no. I'm much more. No, it's Vince Vaughn. No, it's definitely not. No. You are a million percent wrong. It's Vinnie Vaughn. How much? I, I'll tell you what, what. I will be. I'll tell you what. If I'm wrong, I will be the victim say of the your line murder again. mystery. Say the line again. That's not how murder. I'm mysteries an idea work. man. I thrive on enthusiasm. All right, we'll check it. I think it's Vince Vaughn. He's saying it to Vince Vaughn. He's trying to get him to dress up as a, a waiter at the wedding uh, thing or whatever. Wow. You might be right. Come on, you got to know. If you're hey. going to show your kids an inappropriate movie, you got to at least know the lines from it. Well. Whoa, Nelly! Right. All right, Jesse. Put you in your place. Well, you contemplate a murder mystery party. a big party. win for me right there. It was. While you contemplate the murder mystery party, here is... Damian Lillard appearing on the set of the NBA on TNT pregame show before the All-Star game. Shaq, who has a relationship with Dame, decided not to ask him a question, but instead share a piece of advice. I want to hear your reaction to this. Dame, I don't have any questions. I'm going to give you some <laughs> advice because I'm your big brother. Yeah. I've been in a position you've been in before. Kenny's been in that position you before. You and Giannis, you're being too nice. Yeah. When it all is said and done, it don't work out. Three people going to get blamed. Doc, you and Giannis. So you and Giannis got to make sure the troops get it done. There's no reason that, but with Doc being there, y'all should be three and seven. That right there is unheard. So y'all, right. so when you get back, you're going to have to g- grab some people by the necks and say, hey, this is what I need you to do. So you're right. that's my gotcha. advice to you, young brother. Okay. Wow. 
What do you think of the interview technique from Shaq, and like what do you it. think of the message? Reminds me of Barbara Walters. Yeah, it's bold. I like it. Uh, Shaq's not trying to be Barbara, although he's not really even asking a question, which is what it sounds like Barbara did back in the day. Uh, Shaq, I, I, I think what he's saying, <clears throat> there's no doubt it's going to be those three that are going to be getting the blame. Whether or not that's warranted and fair, hey, tough luck. That's what happens when you're stars and you're getting paid uh, mm-hmm. max deals. Mm-hmm. It is going to fall on your shoulders. So, mm-hmm. does Dollar Dame know what it takes to win big? He's been, he's gotten his team to, I think, uh, Western Conference Finals when he was out with Portland. He needs to be better than what he's been. Period. That's it. If he is, I think this team's going to be just fine. If he's not, this team's going to be, di- it's going to have a disappointing end. That's how I look at it. Uh, agreed. Is he so? He's saying from experience, though, when his Lakers or Heat teams or whatever else did not win at all, he obviously was part of the blame game, right? Um, do you think that Giannis? Again, I don't cover them. I'm not around them. JG, I heard you still get their emails. I do get their emails. None of the emails include. Um, the leadership techniques of Damian Lillard and Giannis. Uh, Shaq tells them to grab some people by the necks. I assume the back of the neck, I would hope. Do you pick up your cats by the back of the neck? Uh, no, I pick them up like babies. Do you, uh, do you ever pick them up by the back of the neck? I never. I never have done that. Isn't that one of their things? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's what not, cats. I'm, that's what mama cats do. They, they I'm grab not a mama cats. Cat. They grab your kitty cats by with their teeth and pick them up by the back of their neck. Uh huh. Um, I do. They have that in them to do that. You think that? Yeah, that Shaq is right. That that needs to happen with a team that is foundering after a coaching change. Something has to change. Whether it's well, they change the coach. Something Doc, else has to change. Doc needs to figure some things out, but the I don't know. I'm not as uber optimistic as I normally am. You are. Oh. You are noticeably downtrodden about that. Well, have you watched the games? Yeah. I well, okay. I've listened to most of them, not watched them. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Bucks Plus. Uh, Audio. Bucks Radio Network. And Bucks Plus. And Bucks Radio Network. You get all this behind the scenes. Bucks Plus. I'm not going to listen to six Nelly. minutes Analysis. instead of the entire game. I do love the name Thanalysis. That is amazing. Isn't that really like whoever yeah, came uh, up with that. I thoroughly rushed. enjoy Thanalysis. Well, no. Here's a question for you, Tausch. What popular sporting event took place yesterday? Daytona 500. Ah. Do you watch? You thought you were going to uh, no, get them. I, I, I did. I did think honestly, I was going to get them. Honestly, you know, back in the late 90s, I remember, and this is where my love of acronyms started, and to bring this all the way around. Oh, I was a big Dale Earnhardt senior fan. Never a big fan of junior. Sure. Senior. Yeah, sure. Tough. Intimidating. You know, put up the old three sign, and he couldn't win the big one. He was John Elway. And then John wins one. And I remember the acronym. Somebody had a T-shirt. Dale. D-A-L-E on the side. Dale. Another lo- Daytona. Another losing experience. Dale. So Dale was this way. Down the thing. <laughs> the first letter was A. No. Daytona. Another losing no, experience. We got there. Yeah. What do you mean we got there? 
Let something breathe, man. Can I explain what's going on? There's my love of the acronym. Dale. Daytona. Another losing experience. That's the origin of your love of acronyms. That's where I started loving it. And then I remember it's... To me, it's always something when everybody that you're competing with knows that you've earned it and deserve it. And when he got it and everybody came out and was... That was the highlight, I think, was when NASCAR was at its peak. And then when Dale, unfortunately, lost his life at that same track, things have dipped since. And the fact that nobody knew, or at least most people outside of me, who's a big NASCAR guy... Huge. Why was it on a Monday? I'm assuming it got rained out. It got rained out Weather. on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a part of it. So there you go. That's my acronym. <laughs> no, you think that's kind of a fun little coming full no, circle. No, it's a pit. terrible story. Why is that terrible? Like, if 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 like if you had been in the stands at Lambeau Field as a kid with Denny and Diane and your brothers, and you had been shown on like Monday Night Football with like M N F, and then um, Mark needs. Football or yeah, food or something—I yeah. don't know what it would be. Really but if there was, there. if there was, if there was a story of you holding up the sign, because that's what they always do, right? You you fit in ABC or NBC when you're at the games, no. and then you get on TV. No, you just reading some T-shirt about your favorite NASCAR driver not winning the big one, <laughs> but he did seems win like the big kind one. Of an and I just told you, start. He did win the big one. He well, what was win. the acronym what he won it? We didn't have that. But he had to live with this. He would lead and he'd do this. And the perseverance that Dale Earnhardt Sr. had. And to win it and then have the entire NASCAR community come out on the, on the grass and love him up. That's Dale big time. always loses, except that one time. Whoa, Nelly. I don't understand how you guys can't think that this is beautiful. It is beautiful, and it all fits back with my love of the acronym. This is where it started. Dale, Daytona, another losing experience. What don't you get about that? Your favorite racing driver losing all the time but was the genesis Jason, of your yes, love for acronyms? Yes, because it was so good. But the beauty of it was, it was so bad for Dale, your guy. Dale continued to fight. He didn't give in, man. <laughs> he kept competing, and when he got there, it was legendary. That's the part you don't get. I was so inspired by my love for my love of acronyms because my favorite driver never won at Daytona, and they made a T-shirt with an acronym out of it. <laughs> you're it's right. A, Very inspiring story. <laughs> you're oh, sorry. You are annoying today. <laughs> I thought it was a you great story, Tosh. You know where Dale would have loved to have filled up gas? He would have loved to go to loved it. They have everything. I love acronyms, and I love Quick Trip. Milk and eggs and butter and bread. All the daily essentials that I could possibly <laughs> cut it out, especially in between those larger shopping trips. They even have make half of their products that they sell. That's the selling point in itself. And I got to say, having toured the campus, my personal favorite the Sweets Bakery. We, I told you we grabbed those raspberry dunkers. They got blueberry dunkers. They got cherry dunkers. We know Wildy's. Are you a dunkers guy or are you a glazers guy? I got to make sure I get this right. <laughs> trying to think of a quick trip acronym. I can't talk right now. Well. We love them all. And glazers come hot off the line in droves. 
I have to say, Quick Trip is doing everyone a solid with their hot savings. You can right now, the kitchen cravings, 12-ounce packs of bacon. I don't think they get that from Balaga's Hogs down on their farm, but it's $249 for that 12-ounce package. I'm going to be dreaming about bacon for the rest of the day. So thank you, Quick Trip, and I will see you next time. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> what up, things up next? I can't stop laughing. It's really tough. <laughs>